Heschel's of the Choyva asked of Nei that he had noticed in a sharp blood of a Sefer a picture of Moshe Rabbeinu, very, very tall, and Arna Klein very short. And he wanted to know, is there any truth, is there any validity to what that picture was depicting? And the Bnei Sosko replied, of course, that that Moshe Rabbeinu is tall, that's explicit in Chazal, we know Moshe Rabbeinu was ten Amis, we know the story about Oigmel Chambashan, so of course Moshe Rabbeinu was very tall. That that Arna Klein was short, we're not told, but we know that it says Baalois to light the menorah, which was a hole of eight, 18 Arna Kain had to stand up on three, on three steps to light the menorah. So obviously Arna Kain was short. And then the Menei Sosra said the following. But if we're told in this week's parsha that Arna and Moshe are schooling, they're equal. So it must be that Arna Kain made up for the size of that he was lacking in height in the width. And Arna Klein measured up the in his width the height that Moshe, the height that Moshe Rabbeinu had. And everybody laughed at that. That sounded very funny when Arna Klein was like ten ten amas of width. What is that supposed to mean? And while everybody was laughing at it, the Bnei turned to the people and said, Don't laugh at it. Because I'm being Megala, a big Yisoyed over here. A big secret. A Soyed Godel. Perhaps, in our low level of understanding such a story, we can give a little bit of explanation to what it means. You see, when we discuss Moshe Rabbeinu, we have to understand there's no part of Moshe Rabbeinu that resembles Moshe Rabbeinu as the person and not as what he was representing as a Metzius of Torah. Every part of the fabric of Moshe Rabbeinu in his physical up to the external was with a mission and it wasn't by mistake like we're created exactly how short how tall we are anything that we have when Moshe Rabbeinu was not like that and if Moshe Rabbeinu was ten Amis it means that Moshe Rabbeinu to be of to be Moshe Rabbeinu had to be ten Amis it was exactly like that what would be the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu has to be ten Amis? And it's very simple. Moshe Rabbeinu was the Royet Sain. The Royet Sain is above everybody. Moshe Rabbeinu was coming and bringing the Torah from a source above, from Shemayim. Moshe Rabbeinu is living in Shemayim. Moshe Rabbeinu is the one to bring down the up world, the world Milamila to the world Milamata. So Moshe Rabbeinu is represented in an external way much taller and above everybody, it was the life of Moshe Rabbeinu. Obviously, Arna Koyin, his job was, Arna Koyin was the, was the leader of the Avoida, of the Oyev Shalom, the Oyev Shalom. Avoida means our world down here, bringing it up, the opposite of Torah, bringing it down. Tefillah and Avoida is bringing it from down upwards. We're stationed in this world. The ability to be in the car of people, to get close to people, means you have to be more flat and more f- flat and more vertical to the people around you. So Arna Koin, if it's the opposite midah of Moshe Rabbeinu, is in is Shkulenhein. It means that it has to equal up, and Arna Koin's lacking in height means that because he was lacking in that height he was able to reach the width to a much greater a much greater place and that is what it means when it says Arna Koin and Moshe Rabbeinu are in fact we know that Moshe Rabbeinu and Arna's 
represented in the two raglayim, Netzach and Hoid. And Netzach and Hoid are two feet that aren't separate, they're always together. But Netzach is Amida standing, and Hoid is a whole different job. This is perhaps when the beginning of the Parsha, when Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Rebbeinu Shalom, I am the wrong messenger. Because Moshe Rabbeinu, that is coming from a higher source and sees everything from above, he sees the picture of the infliction, the pain of what we're going through with a much clearer picture. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm the wrong person. You have to bring somebody from down here. And that is the shutvis, the combination of the Aaron and Moshe together, how in tandem they create the perfect picture. You know, I always had an argument with a, uh, with a certain person where we, we went very, very different paths, where by him, he liked to do everything. We can call it a yosher. He wouldn't want to go any high madragas, any high levels that aspire that we're not holding dry. Actions and and get yourself over into something you're not, you know, let's try to be what we are. And I think in this week's parasha we can find the key to these two ideas over here and with a very, very deep lesson. Imagine you would have come, you come to uh, somebody in jail, starving, tortured, he hasn't eaten, he hasn't slept, he's in such a difficult state. The only thing he could be thinking about is just somehow to get free, to eliminate his pain. And you come to him and you start talking to him about, you know something, you're going to get married soon, you're going to grow a family, you're going to be a Rosh Hashiva, you're going to be, you're going to run a big business, you're going to become president, you're going to own a country. The guy, the, the guy doesn't know what you're talking about. I, just get me out of where I am. I can't, I, can't, I can't focus on anything more than that. This idea... And May Simcha explains it was, what, was what happened at, in the beginning of the parsha, when Moshe Rabbeinu comes to Klal Yisrael and tells Klal Yisrael great expressions of Geula, of how their Moshe is going to take us out, we're going to come to Matan Torah, we're going to come to Eretz Yisrael, and Klal Yisrael can't listen to him. But then the following two psukim later on say that the Rebbe tells Moshe Rabbeinu, tell them one thing, one expression of Geula, not even a fancy one. Lahoitzi, I'm just taking you out as Bnei Yisrael. So Tamei Simcha, because the original message was way too high for Klal Yisrael to hear. They couldn't hear the big message of the great, big, perfect picture of the redemption it's going to be. Just tell me that I'm going to go out. Lahoitzi, then we could hear the message. This seems to be a, a, an idea. Sometimes you know you can't you can't talk too big. You know, let's be practical. Tell me the, what's practical, what's negated to me. Tell me how destination A is going to lead me to destination B. But let's ask ourselves. The Rebbeinu didn't make a mistake. The Rebbeinu did tell Moshe Rabbeinu originally to tell Klal Yisrael about all the four or five expressions of high levels of Geul of redemption that we're going to get. Why did the Rebbeinu do that if it's not going to work anyways? As Ramei Simcha tells us, it didn't work, the message didn't go. You got to give the message, you got to dilute it and give it simple and make it, make it that we can understand, we're just taking you out. And the Sosemis addresses this. The Sosemis writes as follows, he says, The Rebbe told Moshe Rabbeinu these expressions to tell Klal Yisrael, although it looked like they didn't hear it, it didn't work, it failed. It's not true. Later on, when they left Mitzrayim, slowly, when they started being able to settle with their redemption and the Geulah, 
they realized in retrospect what Moshe Rabbeinu was talking to them. And that's how they were able to reach those levels of the high levels of redemption in the Kabul the Torah and go out of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and reach out to Israel and everything from those words that Moshe Rabbeinu had told them all along that seemed like it wasn't working. And here you see something fascinating over here. This is what you see so many times. You've talked to a person that's so removed He's so far, a father to a distant child, you may carve somebody or something, and it looks like your words are going nowhere, and you think, just tell the guy, you know what, what I want from you is to put, it be, put on tefillin, what I want you is keep Shabbos. No, of course not, in a practical sense, we'll tell you later on to just do that part. But you got to talk about the big, big, big picture, because it's really there, it's just hidden, and there will come a point that it will come out, and those previous messages will, will, will come to fruition. So Samus brings out this point in last week's parasha, also so fascinating. Hamoshe Rabbeinu tells the Rebbein Shalom, I don't understand how, what merit do they have to go out of Mitzrayim? What's the schus that they have? Which in itself is a difficult question. Moshe Rabbeinu has an issue, he has to ask the Rebbein Shalom why he was taking us out. But the Rebbein Shalom answers, I'll tell you the ice, because they're going to leave Mitzrayim and they're going to be the Kabbalah of the Torah and that's why they deserve to go out. Why is that a reason we deserve to go out now? Because something we're going to do in the future? And the Sosemis explains that what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling their Bainishim, they don't look like they're ready to go out. They look so removed. They don't look that they're, that they're at that point. And the Bainishim tells Moshe Rabbeinu, you don't see it. Kalal Yisrael doesn't feel it. Nobody thinks they're holding by that level. Because you're so stuck in Mitzrayim, you don't know what you really are. You want to know what you really are? You're really that person that could sit and be smattish a whole day. You want to know what you really are? You're really that person that could be over the rebellion a whole day. Where's the proof? Watch what happens 50 days later after I take Adam Mitzrayim. If you were really so rotten through and through, it would have been impossible for you to so immediately make that transition. From the ability to make that transition, it shows that inherently, Inside in Mitzrayim, that's what you really were. And the Rebbein says, delikim, I know Klai Yisrael's level. That is really when we learn in Hilchas Tshuva, we know that tshuva, the full Tshuva is, a person does a Tshuva and he returns, and the Rambam says in Parak Beis Tshuva, I'll never return. And it seems such an impossible type of tshuva. I'll never return. But the Sasamis points out over there in Parshas Nitzavim, knows more than what you're holding by. The Rebbe knows deep, deep, deep what's inside of you. And Amir Shapiro brings it out in the Parshas of it so beautifully. Where the ice that Moshe Rabbeinu presents in front of Pari is he takes his mata. He takes the stick and throws it on the floor and it turns into a snake and they're laughing. Pari's laughing, this is what you came to show me. This is the Kishuf. The Medrash points us out. I mean, we're in Mitzrayim over here. This is our business doing Kishuf, turning sticks into, snake, into snakes. And Amei Shapiro explains, Pari looks at Moshe Rabbeinu like, where are you coming from that you think that Klal Yisrael is ready to go out? They're so removed, they're in such a low state. And Moshe Rabbeinu tells Pari, look at this stick. This stick is the Mata Elikimbiyadi. This is the conduit of everything that's going to happen. All, all forms of Kedusha is on this stick. It has the greatest level of holiness. But when you take that stick and you come into the house of Pari, in Mitzrayim, and you put it on the floor, it turns into a snake. 
That is what Klal Yisrael is. Klal Yisrael is Mate But when it was thrown on the floor of Pari, it represents a snake. And you will see when I pick it back up, it goes right back to the stick status. And that is why they're right, and it's proper for them to go out. Just add with one concluding idea from the Meshachachma on this Pasik, which could give a tremendous chizik. You know, chas v'shom, people that have a tzlacha, they're rich, they merit to have success in many areas, they have a moised, they have certain things that are going for them very good, of course they should be forever grateful, we are forever grateful for them, and it's amazing, and there's an asoyin ha'oysh and asoyin ha'oyni. But for somebody that doesn't always have it, and it doesn't always work out as well for him, Obviously, it's hard. There's jealousy, and he works on his emuna and his betochen and so forth. But there's another idea, another powerful chizuk that you can get maybe from this meshachachma. I'm literally not saying anything more than what he says. I'm just bringing it out. The pasuk says that Moshe Rabbeinu tells Klal Yisrael and Pari, "Vayitzavim el bnei Yisrael ve'el Pari to go out." What does it mean? We're telling bnei Yisrael to go out. Bnei Yisrael aren't stopping us from going out. I thought it was only Pari. And Amir Simcha explains, based on a Chazal, that actually in Mitzrayim it was like it always was, there were a couple of rich Yidin that had it good for them. They were not enslaved, they had slaves. And who were they? They weren't only Levi didn't have the sheep, but in fact, Shevet, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, they all weren't part of the Geula. And they didn't want to leave Mitzrayim. Vayitzavim B'nei Yisrael means Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, tell those three Shvatim, we're going out, including Pari. And then he, then he puts down the bombshell. What, what, we know that Levi didn't have the Sheba. Well, what's the idea that Reuben and, Le, Reuben, Reuben and Shimon weren't part of the Sheba either? And he says as follows. He says, because Yaakov Avinu had given in Parshas Vayichi very strong Musa to Reuben, Shimon, and Levi. They were broken. They were low. They weren't strong. Had they have had to have gone through the Sheba of Mitzrayim that the rest of the Shvatim endured, they wouldn't have sustained, they wouldn't have survived. So the Rebbeinu Shalom didn't allow them to fall to the Sheba, and they weren't in the Sheba. And that's where they were living it up in Mitzrayim, and we had to dress those three Shvatim to tell them to leave. Can you imagine Kaisal how they looked at Reuven, Shimon, and Leib Mitzrayim? We're the unfortunate ones, we're suffering, and you, you have it all good. But the truth is, you have it good. You have it good because we couldn't put you anything less than that because of your weakness. And sometimes a person has to know that when you don't have it so good, it's a sign not of your weakness, it's a sign of your strength. A good job.